Well, hey, everybody, it's Kevin Stevenson. You're on I Don't Care With You yeah, Me, Kevin Stevenson. Uh, boy, I've been really busy over the last couple of weeks. I've been to two great conferences in Chicago. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was at the American College of Healthcare Executives Congress. Uh, talked to a number of people, saw a lot of friends there. Uh, some really, really great content. And then this past week, I was at the 13th annual Becker's Healthcare Conference back in Chicago, actually the same hotel. So fortunately for me, I, I couldn't get lost. So that was a good thing. Uh, but last week, there was a lot of uh, discussion around AI and uh, consumerism and things like that coming, you know, more to the forefront in healthcare. And so I thought, you know, consumerism, yeah hospitals pushing out, but we also need to, you know, maybe market ourselves a little bit, right? And so I've got somebody on today that is a bit of a personal branding LinkedIn guru uh, uh, among her many talents. Say hi, everybody, to Alexandra Powell. Hey, Alex, how are you? I'm doing great, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm so glad to have you on. So, so you know, that's that's one of the things you do. But but I know you do a lot of work. You're you know you're in the behavioral health uh, uh, part of AMN Healthcare. Talk a little bit about that. Talk about you. What do you you know uh, a little bit about that before we get into the personal branding thing? Certainly. So as you mentioned, I work at AMN Healthcare. We are the industry's leader in providing total talent solutions. Growing um, into a $5 billion organization, our growth has been guided by this vision of becoming a client-centric strategic partner, empowering the future of care. So in addition to workforce optimization through technology solutions, our staffing and search solutions are focused on providing both permanent and temporary talent from the point of care to the executive suite. You mentioned behavioral health. I work in physician and leadership solutions specifically with that behavioral health team, which is a really fancy way of saying that I connect the very limited psychiatrists that we have in the marketplace with the incredible demand that we're seeing for coverage of mental health care with our partners. Yeah. So, so you mean there's fewer psychiatrists than there are neurologists out there? <laughs> I'm not looking at neurologist numbers right now, but. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I would be willing to bet that I might be right, but you know. Probably. <laughs> Yeah. So, so also, uh, you know, uh, why don't you why don't you plug your your side business too? I see, uh, you know, you kind of involved in personal wellness, yoga. What what do you do in that arena? So I I like to live this really authentic lifestyle. Uh, personal branding to me is who I am on screen, off screen, with my family, with my friends, and in my career. So I have always been an advocate for the IDD community. I have volunteered with the Special Olympics for about 17 years, and there is there is no greater reward than that service right there. And so I have been introduced to a whole landscape of behavioral health conversations and having worked in orthopedic sales in a previous lifetime, whenever um, this job was something that was introduced to me through um, a headhunter, it was something that I, I kind of felt really synergistic jumping into it, it all came together with my my passions and my purpose so um my side business is uh, i'm a meditation instructor a yoga instructor and i have a, a small little yoga studio with about a half dozen teachers here in allen texas very cool yeah namaste <laughs> <laughs> very cool i probably could use more meditation in my life than, than i'm uh, doing right now so <laughs> 
So, okay. So, so let's talk about, uh, about personal branding and, you know, how, how does one go about that? Because so many people think, you know, I don't want to talk about myself. I don't understand that personally, but, but I don't want to talk about myself and sound bright, you know, like a braggart or whatever. So, so how do you walk that fine line? And, and let's talk about, you know, how you do that online and then, and then uh, in person as well. Sure. Great question. Um, from a yoga perspective, I think it really starts with self-awareness. If you are a person that says, hey, I don't want to talk about myself. Well, that's a really great place to, to start from understanding. How do, you, how do we brand from that, that launch point and that launch pad? So I love things like um, Clifton Strength Finders. AMN utilizes that with our leadership. One of mine is self-assurance. So I have that confidence key with me. Some other people are woo, some people are enthusiasts, some are collaborators, and those are really fun things to break into. Um, 16 personalities is another one. It's based off the Myers-Briggs right. personality test. So I, here. there we go. <laughs> very nice. I, I like that one because it's very whimsical and it gives you um, workplace habits and yeah. um, just different trajectory uh, for your where, where you're wanting to go with discovering that sense of self. So I, I think starting there with self-awareness, plugging into what drives you, what brings you uh, joy, what fills your buckets. For me, I've always been a servant. When I was in middle school, I, I was the care partner that walked with the student with Down syndrome early to PE. And so just from a very young age, always knew that I wanted to, to plug in. So as I've kind of grown into um, a, a life of servitude and volunteerism, it's kind of grown into like a servant leadership calling. And that takes time. Branding isn't something that happens overnight. Um, with the caveat of bad branding, which I think we can all agree on, bad branding, a bad review, a bad experience can break a lot of hard work and a lot of really good. So I think we see that with our celebrities now and influencers that we might misalign idolization with. So um, I'm really affirmed and rooted in my faith. So I don't get confused or um, um, jaded by man's compliment. So where, as some people might not want to talk about themselves, I know that I'm putting myself on a platform to reach the audience that I want to connect with. So I try to pull all that stuff together. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's, that's kind of where I am too. You know, uh, you know, I just tried to share, you know, share me, you know, and, and, you know, I, I finally learned, you know, kind of my purpose in life kind of later in life. Yeah, you know, I found out, you know what, I connect people really well. And so I like doing that. You know, that's kind of it's kind of what I do in healthcare. you know, um, here at the hospital and outside. You know, that was one of the reasons for the podcast, just talking to people, connecting people. And, and so, you know, once you find out, you know, what really, you know, you know, get you going, uh, you know, capitalize on that. And so, you know, and, and by doing that and. You know, it really, you know, it, it helps you, but it helps other people more because there might be something that you can offer them that they would never know about unless you tell them. Absolutely. We all have different skill sets and talents. And so offering to help, jumping in, being engaged, especially in a, a, a culture right now that is so siloed virtually, it is so impar important to raise your hand and say, hey, I'm here to help. I can do this. Um, I have this skill set. Yeah. Well, and I know obviously in what you do, you know, physicians, 
they probably need a little bit of help in developing that brand, particularly, you know, if they're on the job search or whatever, uh, and putting their, you know, themselves in the best light to potential employers, you know, you're the perfect person to be able to do that for them. So how do you do it? Well, fortunately, I have an incredible uh, internal business partner uh, in recruiting. I work more client facing, so that's okay. where I get to be on that front line. But you're right. When we work together in collaboration to present providers to our, our marketplace partners, we have to make sure that we're presenting that best clinician, that best provider. Life happens. You've worked with physicians. There's going to be malpractice cases. There's going to be imperfect CVs. There's going to be things that we have to work through. Locums at its very basis can have a dirty connotation when speaking with partners in the marketplace. And that's so unfortunate because there's a genuine solution to locums providers in, in our current marketplace and climate. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I'm on a lot of different social media platforms. Facebook is where I'm stupid, Kevin. Okay, and that's where you know I'm I'm the 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 60 year old frat boy, you know, with all my fraternity brothers and all. You know, we're saying stupid stuff and we plan all of our tailgates and things like that. Dr. Kevin Stevenson on LinkedIn is totally different. Mm -hmm. and, and so I I think number one, you've got to figure that out. You know, uh, you either you know you either stay off of Facebook or uh, focus on LinkedIn are really, you're almost schizophrenic, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, in a sense, but, but so, so let's talk professionally here. You know, I'm good with Facebook. I'm okay with LinkedIn, but I can always use help. And I know my, my audience can too. So talk about what do you look for in a really quality LinkedIn profile? Certainly. So a free tip, um, check out your SSI. It's your social selling index. It will give you a free what? snapshot. Okay, Kevin knows nothing about it. What? <laughs> a, so a social selling index is a free metric provided by LinkedIn that gives you a snapshot of your footprint in your current network. It also gives you a snapshot of where you rank in the industry okay. and within your own connections. It's really fantastic because it breaks down the four components of a score, including connecting to the right people, contributing the right content, engaging with the right persons, and building your brand. So that means completing your profile in a way that's really like your living resume. We work with doctors that have CVs all day long. We see them, they are pages and pages long. To that point, you wanna be relevant to the industry that you're in. So if I was a YMC after school counselor when I was 17, that might not be applicable to where I'm at in my career in physician recruitment. It might have everything to do with it, but that's something that you'll have to decide if those uh, that content all aligns authentically for what you're trying to do now. So the SSI is something that you can definitely look up. I encourage that. But when you're building that professional brand, it's curating that personality and those skill sets to what you're trying to achieve with your marketplace partners. So how do you find the SSI on LinkedIn? Sure. If you went to LinkedIn.com forward slash SSI, it would take you right there. Oh, very it's cool. easy. Yeah. Absolutely easy. <laughs> Even I can do that. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> so, so you bring up a good point, and I hear this a lot from people. You know, if you've got a, a long resume 
and we've all, you know, we've all started in different places in our careers. Uh, should you put, you know, positions that you had maybe 25, 30 years ago on your LinkedIn profile? It depends. So if it's relevant, certainly. Cross industry, questionable. Okay. We are going to make pivots in our career. It's not going to say that we need to eliminate that experience. Your LinkedIn has a lot of experience, but you have been focused in a hospital rehabilitation setting or strategic partnership chair for most of your career. By the way, my mom was a Baylor Bear, so okay. (laughs) So that is something that is relevant. But as I mentioned, if I had worked at Home Depot or worked in a construction site or worked in a totally different industry, maybe hospitality that wasn't applicable to my current career or desired position, I might leave some of that stuff off. But Clifton Strength Finders being something that my company uses, I'm going to put those strengths right at the top of the page so that if anyone from my C-suite comes to my page, they know exactly where I stand strength-wise and what they can lean into with me. Okay, that's very cool. So what about like all of the ancillary stuff outside of your resume? Uh, You know, LinkedIn, there's lots of really cool things that you can add into like, you know, your volunteerism, your awards and recognition, your, you know, even, okay, even your education. You know, let's talk a little bit about that, you know. I've got an interesting, okay, so I've got my undergrad and my my MBA from Baylor, a very well-known and great school, again, Sikkim. Uh, But I just got my doctorate last year from a very small university in Virginia that 99.9% of people have never heard of. Now, should I focus more on, because whenever you list that doctorate at the top of your education, that university is going to go on your on your landing page, but do I do I want to do that or do I want to keep Baylor on my landing page? I've been wondering that. So from my perspective, I am learning very much. So it's relationships. Lean more into the endorsements. Lean more into the recommendations. Lean more into engaging in live time with posts and comments and likes. Someone can go to your page and really scope you out and read you top to bottom. But if you're not active on LinkedIn, so my team members have varying degrees. We have a team of um, five or six really great um, active LinkedIn members. And we've got a couple that either through a non-compete don't want to be on LinkedIn or through their own personal preference. That's not their jam. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be. But if someone wants to dig into your your education history, they can do that. I think that if you want to be aligned as a Baylor Bear, that's what I would leave there. It goes back into that authenticity. The doctor on your name is going to show that you have your doctorate, but if you're going to sick them, that's who you are. Yeah, so I need to sick them. Yeah. <laughs> I need to sick them. I, I like to engage with my uh, volunteer activity. I like to put all that on there because my long-term goal is philanthropic. I want yeah. to connect internationally. I want to do things that are... are Global. That's my big long-term goal for for Alex. But that's why I include all of my volunteer history on there so that as opportunities come up or conversations are had, that can be seen as something that was in my basket as expertise or experience or interest. Okay. Very cool. So 
any any other tips on LinkedIn before we go off onto some of the other tangents? Well, I, I do encourage using the tools that are available via LinkedIn. I'm a big fan of LinkedIn learning. I think that as you gain certificates and complete classes, those are really easy things to download and upload as a free little resume builder. So lean into those and um, that will really help direct you on the SSI, the Social Selling Index. Okay. Yeah. And you know, it's funny that you should say that because I've seen a lot more of those notifications popped up on LinkedIn from my various connections. You know, hey, I just got this certification or whatever on LinkedIn. And so, you know, I looked into it and I'm like, okay, you know, there. I'm sure there's plenty that I probably should go after. Uh, but okay, so so let's leave LinkedIn. What about, you know, what are your thoughts on like the, the other areas like, you know, Instagram or Twitter or TikTok, you know, people, I, I, I downloaded TikTok for literally a week and I, I just couldn't do it. Uh, I got off of it. You know, fortunately my wife and daughter still send me all the cat videos through other ways. And so I don't have to be on TikTok, but I have been seeing a lot of people really using TikTok for uh, personal branding. Let's talk about that. Certainly. So I, I'm a big fan of TikTok. I learn lots of kitchen tricks and gardening tricks, but oh, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm not I'm not so keen on making a video. I have teenagers. I have a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old, and the last thing they need to see is me on there trying to dance. So right. I'm not I'm not gonna scar them any more than I already have. So <laughs> I think TikTok is something that um we will uh continue to see how Congress plays out with those permissions. I'm with you. I think Facebook should be fun and for family and friends. It's the silly me. It's the it's the more unchecked page where my friends can tag me in photos that, well, they've tagged me in it. I might not have uploaded it. Instagram, I've tried to keep artsy. Um, that one was always something I kept private. Uh, I also got married recently. So I got married a couple of years ago. So I have the luxury of keeping my last name separate for business. And I added my married name to my private page. So that way people that keep up with my life can just keep it a little separate because I'm with you. I, I do want to be authentic across all the, the lines, but I also want to make sure that I, I don't ever offend anybody, that my, my life is still autonomous to be mine and that um, I, I can really be free to be me. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So, so what else, what other suggestions do you have as far as, you know, how can somebody, you know, and, and, and again, I'm thinking about like my administrative resident, you know, how could he just enhance his personal brand as he's starting out? You know, he's got, you know, got a, a, a will we'll finish his degree in the next few weeks from Baylor. You know, so he's got a prestigious degree, of course. Uh, he's had a wonderful residency, of course, uh, but he just doesn't have a lot of experience. But how can we help him? you know, be more, uh, be more global, let's say. Absolutely. So this is a great question. And I think it's just really a matter of participating, raising your hand, volunteering, standing up and saying, I'll do it because that might be the teacher's pet in me, but I sit in the front row. I raise my hand when there's a question. I ask a question if there's a forum to do so. I have a really great mentor who I know that if we're in the same meeting, if someone says, okay, open to questions, she has one because she wants to be seen as I'm paying attention. I'm here. I value the time that you've invested in me. And so I want to emulate 
things and behaviors like that. And I think that's what being a good leader is, is doing something that then inspires other people to say, oh, I think I want to do that. Let me raise my hand too. Yeah. That, you know, that's a great, great thing. You know, I've told him, I said, look, you know, I got where, where I gotten in my career from focusing on the last line on the job description and all other duties as a sign. And so, you know, just like what you said, I volunteered for things early on and, and, you know, things that were over my head, but I did it anyway so that I could, you know, build that self-confidence, build a, a different skill set. And so that's what I try to encourage him to do. Uh, and he's, he certainly has done it. So um, let's see what other, you know, again, we talked a little bit about a uh, little bit about the physician aspect and, you know, what else can we do to, you know, for our physicians on our medical staff, you know, let's just say, let's pick out, say, a neurosurgeon, a new neurosurgeon in town. You know, how would you help position them uh, to be more visible uh, and then for them to, to get more referrals? That's a really good question. I don't know if that's necessarily my area of expertise, <laughs> but I... I have worked with providers in the past in uh, clinical and practice management, and uh, that was kind of at that uh, SEO optimization, you know, hashtag launch, hashtags were all the rage. And so getting really connected to the community for the referrals, finding out what other facilities and providers and entities roll up and roll out to that area practice and how can we connect with them as a yoga studio owner i'm constantly connecting with local chiropractors other gyms um we our yoga studio focuses on persons with special needs and children's meditation so we're connecting with daycares and moms groups all the times like that in the space of physicians and uh, marketing for our candidates it's a matter of making sure those cvs are cleaned up making sure that um when we're positioning our clients to that candidate, that it is the right fit. We have parameters that we want to work in so that we can be the best partner for the client too. And it's not going to do us any good to get a provider on site just for them to fall off of rotation three months later. We want to get something that's continuity of care for that patient uh, and value-based model. Well, very cool. Uh, so any, any final tips, thoughts uh, for, for, my, uh, for my audience? about how they can improve their brand? Yes, absolutely. I will leave you with brain food. Not only is brain food something that is I, my most highly recommended folder tab at the top, whatever distributions, whatever um, circulations or information that you want to share with your network, content that you want to um, show it, you as a thought leader, create a folder and save those bookmarks each morning, pop on for 15 minutes, read through those websites, read through those articles, you're getting better yourself, you're educating yourself, and you'll find something that's relevant to share. And creating that, that thought leadership and engaging content is just going to grow your reach in that market and that algorithm of LinkedIn. Yeah, that's great. You know, another thing that I try to do is whenever I see content that my connections have, have posted that, you know, particularly interests me, number one, I'll share it and give them some credit. But, but I'll always comment on that, hey, you know, great insight, you know, thanks for posting this you know, maybe post a question for them, uh, you know, try to keep that conversation going. So, you know, that, that seems to, to have worked fairly well for me. So, well, Alex, it has been just a, a, 
awesome pleasure to have you on. You've been a, a just a blast. You know, uh, I'm always trying, like I said, I'm always trying to build that brand. You know, particularly trying to take the podcast globally. You know, whatever. Uh, but we'll do it together. Yeah. Hey, I'll volunteer your podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I know what you'll do whenever this is edited, and you'll be sharing it. I know you will. <laughs> Yeah, you, and, and that's the other thing too. I found, you know, you know, by commenting on other people, you're helping them extend their brands as well, and, and so putting them out there as thought leaders. So, so Alex Powell, AMN, uh, the Healing Center in Allen, Texas, LinkedIn guru, personal branding extraordinaire. It's been a blast having you on. I don't care with me today. Namaste. Thanks, Dr. Stevenson. Namaste. Have a great, have a great evening. You too. All right, listeners and viewers, it's been another fun episode of I Don't Care, and I look forward to seeing you on uh, next time. Take care.